AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. Oh, come on, shut no! Cal, you've took your shoes off. Yeah, I have. We're in my dad's house. That's out of respect, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Not for me, but for no, not at the all. parents' house. What, what was your thinking when you, took, when you took your shoes off? Because you, I walked in, you said, walk all the way upstairs to the attic. Yeah. And I saw the carpet on the stairs, and I thought, I'm not walking up all those stairs with my shoes on, because Dave will fill me in. You're the only uh, You're the only person, I think. I think Barney might have done it once before. I, right? did, I did it once, and you said, what, what are you doing? Just leave them on. Yeah. So it's like, right. Yeah, you can. Like, yeah, I... I, I Oh, actually, when I go around other people's house, I never take them off. And then when people take, say, "Can you take your shoes off?" I'm like, "Not really." Like, what if my feet smell? Or, like, yeah. yours don't. Yeah. No. We'll see. I tie my laces back up. I know. Yeah. I want to pain in the ass. I always tuck them in. I've not tied my shoelaces up for about twenty years. You, so there's so much about you. <laughs> so like, you're a lovely man and you're doing well for yourself. But you've got so many weird little things that I absolutely love. Um, your infatuation with Mayweather. Yep. Um, as a grown man, you like wrestling. Yeah. Uh, open with it. You wear pin badges with the West, about the West Wing. Yep. 
Oh, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. There it is. On my coat. Uh, and uh, <laughs> nothing about Spurs, though. Ah, oh, fuck them. Nah. But uh, Carl also does the Blowed About podcast. Yeah. We do that together sometimes. So if you like your boxing, uh, then we occasionally do podcasts together. T's on there. Alex from Bristol, less so now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the... Former host. He really needs to change his Twitter bio. He's taking a piss. Yeah, because he's, he's got host of below the belt on his Twitter uh, bio. Fucking uh, bollocks, mate. Yeah. Look at him cleaning up. I know. On. No, no. Yeah. Take it off there, mate. You're done. We've got Ricky. Hello. How are you doing, boy? All good, mate. Yeah? All good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That f- shoots of improvement at Tottenham, do you think? Yeah. 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 I feel like I came away from that performance against Watford in a better place mentally than the vast majority of Spurs fans. Yeah. And I think it's because I was watching it in this pub called The Cavalier. Ooh. Already sounds bad, doesn't it? It has a car park around it, Ooh. so you know what kind of pub. Like you're from the kind of west, sort of mm. Ryslip way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know all about Ryslip. Oliver Skip's way. Oliver Skip, yeah. yeah. Um, so flat roofs and car parks. The pub that exists in the middle of all that shit, yeah. nice, isn't great. And this yeah. this was probably the worst version of that pub, the pub I've ever been in. And for me, the football because I had Spurs playing in. 4K. Ooh. It was like I could block out everything else. Nice. And and I, I just really enjoyed watching Spurs play because it was an, a lovely distraction. I spent six hours in there. Nice. Yeah, I met a, a, I got a mate of mine in Devizes, and they said, "Yeah, we'll go, well, we arranged to go out for a beer." I didn't think it would be six hours in the Cavalier, but it is what it is. Anyway, I, I, I kind of watching the game, mm. and I'm thinking, "All right, we we didn't win. It was a nil nil result, but the performance, especially, and I'm looking for shoots of improvement all the time, but the kind of play at close quarters the way we took it to, to Watford and the game was played on the ground for yep. the first time since Mourinho took over that there were little shoots of things to be optimistic about rather than perhaps excited yeah yeah no I agree it's, it's, it's really hard man at the moment because like we've had that uh, the, the new manager bounce been and gone, but like I, I think people have to um, gain some a bit of perspective. Like before Potts left, he he said a number of times about the painful rebuilding that's going to be happening at Spurs. Um, and but by the time he left, I don't think he could make the, motivate the players. I yeah. think he he lost uh, lost interest, lost heart. The same with the other players as well. Um, and, and we did need a change. And now because Mourinho's come in and with his pedigree. But he still has the same tools to work with as Poch did. Yeah. And with that, he can make uh, minor adjustments uh, and slightly change the game plan. But he hasn't had a pre-season. They're not uh, you know, his players and stuff like that. So he can only do what, what, what he's got. And plus, we've had these uh, injuries and uh, Sonny being out as well and stuff. So it, it's been really hard. And it's, you, can't, you can't see uh, progression as in, like, it's been... We're playing amazing football. That's never going to happen overnight. And you've got to take these little increments, like you were saying, the, look for the kind of the green shoots of uh, positivity. Because if not, you, you're just going to be harping on about oh, what what could have been. And like we talk about Potch fondly, and, and I do as well. But we're talking about that Potch like from a year a year and a half ago. Like yeah. we, that's, that that that's gone. And we have to we have to look forward and try and kind of. Um, Look at the positives. I mean, like Tanganga uh, coming in, uh, he, he's doing really well. well the, just... the, the positives are, are, you look for the positives in this rebuilding process and they're mm. going to be small positives. Mm. Like, 
no, Jose Mourinho isn't Nigel Pearson. He can't just come in and turn the club around like that. No. If you wanted Nigel Pearson to turn the club around, we should have got him in. Yeah. Like, he's done incredible stuff with Watford. He really has. I mean, the mm. turnaround's been incredible. Less so with Jose, but Nigel Pearson is that manager and Jose Mourinho is a lesser one, isn't he? So he's, he's always going to be this uh, difficult rebuilding period with, with a, a manager like Jose Mourinho because he's... he's it, like, like, is that exactly what... That was a joke, by the way. Like, what, well, what the lesser bit? Well, yeah. No, just just saying that. Fuck you, lot. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the, too deadpan. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, um, what you said, Rick, about Pochettino saying the, the rebuilding process is going to be painful. None of that's changed. Like right. he's best person to know that, that is, to be the truth. None of it's changed because Jose Mourinho's come in. Um, Cal, what, what, what did you make of the performance? I think what's what's kind of stood out in the last two games, the Middlesbrough game and the Watford game, is the pace that we're playing, that we're, how quickly we're moving the ball around. Mm. I think that's probably the most noticeable thing, noticeable thing. The first half against Middlesbrough, they were moving the ball around very, very quickly. And that was the same in the first half against Watford and little little parts of the second half as well. Um, like you guys said, you know, we all love Pochettino. We wanted him to stay there forever. But the people that didn't want him to go then would have wanted him to go by now because this wasn't getting any better. So now Mourinho's coming. Mourinho is a manager that's always had funds. He's always had money. He's always had the most money. So for him to come into a club that massively needs a rebuild, which Pochettino acknowledged himself, and we all know that, you know, for him to come into a club that's... And I think he thought, and I think a lot of people have said this, a lot of people... Sorry, he thought that the squad was much better than what it is. Do you reckon? Yeah. He came in, he said, oh, I love this squad, I'll, I'll challenge for the championship next season. And now he's realised its limitations. And now he's realised, I think in terms of green shoots for him, I think Serge Aurier is an improved player under Jose Mourinho. Yeah. I thought he actually played quite well. I mean, Other the than the sun quite, getting in his eyes. The bar was quite low. The bar was very low, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he has got better. He's a better defender. Attacking maybe not so well. They've, there's kind of been a little bit of a payoff there where he's, ha- he's become a better defender, but... He's, his attacking's not as good. Well, he apparently gave the ball away 29 times in that game, but given the fact that he's a defender playing as a makeshift sort of right winger, mm. yeah. given all the width that we have in the squad, mm. he's going to give the ball away in low percentage areas. Yeah. The sun was in his eyes as well. <laughs> Did but, you see but, that? Yeah. He's, not, he's not like... <laughs> he's a fucking human being. The sun got yeah. in his eyes. What? yeah. He did go. He did blame the son a little bit. He should have yeah. just put his hand up, going, "Oh, son!" But he was like, "Ah, oh, the fuck, fuck you, son, <laughs> fuck you." And then pointed at Hung Min. Went, "No, not you, not mate. you, son. that one." <laughs> um, amazingly, that was our first clean sheet away uh, away from no fuck in the league. Yeah, in a year, over a year. Yeah, fuck me, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's so our first. What was it? it was Cardiff. first first away? First away. My bad. It was Cardiff away, wasn't it? And it was one 0 when it. Bounced off Harry Kane's knee and rolled in the corner, and we won one 0 uh, Was that last uh, yeah, year? I don't I think know. Was Cardiff, last year. Car- no, not Cardiff. Cardiff didn't last more than one season. Oh, oh, knocked over the Percy Pig. Percy Pig. Right, right. Um, yeah, so like, I, I came away with it, and, and, and he talked about the pace. Um, I think the pace, a lot of the, the playing with pace, isn't just about saying to players just just play quicker. They yeah. got to understand the positions. They have got to understand uh, tactically where they need to be. The, the triangles that you create in order to pass through a, a midfield need to be understood off on the training pitch. And if these are... And look, don't get me wrong, we may be clutching the straws mm, and yeah. a performance from a relegated, threatened Watford isn't necessarily something to hang your hat on in terms of improvement. But bearing in mind, this is a Watford team that has scored three goals in a game for, lot, for the last four. Yeah, You know, Pearson has... 
despite the joke I made earlier, the, the Pearson has um, is got them playing. Yeah, and they were they play well again. Like yeah. they, it would have been unfair on them if we'd have been given that goal. Mm. Not that we give a fuck about fairness, but in terms no. of the flow of the game, mm. they were as much in it as we are, and, and they had a fair amount of opportunities, but so did we. Away from home in the Premier League, we had Lucas Moura go through on goal. We had the goal line clearance. Mm-hmm. We had the header from De- Deli Alley, which yeah. you know, we've seen him bury those against Chelsea. Mm. So, you know, it's I, you can't, we can't just... We can't just be reacting to every game like the world's ended because we didn't win. Like, we've got to see this period out, be level-headed and just... Wait and see. Get the season done. If Mourinho can can get us into the Champions League, which I don't think is a foregone conclusion just yet, mm. if he can get us into the Champions League with the problems that the squads have, and when I say the problems in the squad squad have, on paper this is a great squad. Mm. If these players move on to go elsewhere, they're going to do excellent things. Mm. You know, six or seven of those players would be sought after by almost every club in in Europe, but they've been there so long. That it's, you have, we have to refresh this squad. Yeah. So if he can do that with this squad, like that's tantamount to winning a league cup <laughs> or, or, or just bringing a trophy or whatever it is at this stage. Because we moaned about not having trophies and finishing fourth every season, and so, now we'd kill for it. You know yeah, I mean? let's finish eleven and win the FA Cup. I think is uh... <laughs> <laughs> all that <laughs> with Watford as well. Like uh, like you're saying, I mean, I, I don't know, like. Uh, like four games, five games, uh, winning. Um, they have that bounce. They have the they have the momentum. They have the confidence, and they're playing at home. It's going to be tough to go there. I mean, like if, if we played them ten ten games ago, it would have been yeah. uh, like easy money. But um, I, I think we did really well, and I like to get the clean sheet. Um, you know, again, I, I can only take the, the positives from that. There, there is obviously a loads of room for improvement, but. Um, I I, th- I think we held her more than held her own. What, what Cal, where, where are you at with Daniel Levy? Because Enoch are getting a lot of stick again, yeah. um, and it all seems to be centred around the fact that we haven't spent money in the transfer window. This one in, yeah. in January. Yeah. Where, where are you at with Enoch? I, and I think. Daniel yeah, Levy? I actually I can understand why people were a little bit upset about it because if you think. Think about the interviews that Levy does, which he doesn't do many. Mm. He did the one in the Evening Standard, I think it was with Dan Kilpatrick, and he said, "Oh, there's money to spend. There's been money to spend, and all that." And he actually, I think he did one in the summer as well, where he said, "When similar- did that, then, when did the Evening Standard?" I think that was in the summer, actually. That oh, was okay. in the summer. He said something. Actually, no, it was after Pochettino left. It right. was after Pochettino left. He said he said things about how oh, it was the hardest thing I ever had to do, and he spoke about transfers. And he said, "Oh, there is money to spend. There's always been money to spend." La la la. But it's about the the market, and the market market has to be fluid. You need this thing to happen for that to happen. And he was always talking about timing and why deals hadn't come through. Um, I, but I, that's why I understand people's frustrations around it. Yeah, because we have this huge stadium. I imagine we were making pretty good money at Wembley as well. We were selling seventy thousand every game. Yeah, obviously but we, were, we were actually going to pay a, spending a lot. To, yeah, to, pay it. Something to like rent it. Yeah, yeah, it's like a million a game or something like that. It's yeah. crazy. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So Champions League money as well. But we, we've, we've, been have, we've been turning over a lot of money in the last you know year or so, or ever since we've been in the Champions League. And it's time now. It's it's now time. It's... Right, but, but to, to... I get that. Yeah. And if we hadn't bought anyone in the summer, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd also get that. But we spent £56 million on Ndombele. We spent... We, we're committed to spending 40-odd on La Celso. And we spent thirty two or twenty five on on Sessignon. Yeah. If we did that every window for 
the next 10 years, that's yeah. fine, right? Mm. 120 million plus inflation. Mm. Yeah. Our window is... That's what clubs are spending. The frustration comes from the 18 months before that where we didn't spend anything. True, true, right? <laughs> but this is, my, this is why I'm defending Enoch and Levy at this moment, right? Is because they, in that period, built a stadium mm-hmm. and training facilities which will improve players and attract players, right? Mm-hmm. If we'd have done the other thing, which would have been spend two hundred million pound and not moved to the new stadium or or, or pushed it back and spent two hundred million pound in the season we went unbeaten, the last season at White Hart Lane, yeah, and guaranteed the league because I think two hundred million pound worth of investment when we got close to Leicester would have pushed us over the line. Yeah. We would have probably won it. That was a fleeting moment of success. Mm. It would have been incredible. It would have been the, the high point of all of our, our lives as a Spurs fan. Yeah, but if we instead we potentially gambled on a brighter future by building this stadium, by having the training facilities in play, process in place, and then enabling a future potentially because it's all potential and there's no guarantees that we can have sustained success. Yeah, we've got much more money coming through now. The loan repayments on the stadium are twenty five million or whatever it is a year. There will be money to spend. I the option there to sp- is to spend if that is the truth and we go on to spend consistently because of this because of the income revenues that the that the um that the stadium gives us because of income syndic- increases in syndication in the premier league and the fact that we have these ama- amazing training facilities if that doesn't set us up for a brighter future than what we would have had just that one season if the aim and the ambition is to have multiple seasons of success then in the long run that's better you have to. There's ways to look at this all the time. Yeah, you've got to give them a chance to spend before throwing them under the bus. And January isn't a great market, but mm. in the summer, if you come away with that spending fifty million pounds, then I'll be like, right, that's so they're, they're only interested in selling, mm. or they're they're not interested in development of the football club. But I don't. Everything they've done from when he took over to where they are now has been about the development of the football club. Where were we when he took over? Where are yeah. we now? Mm. Give him a chance to, 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 to take us to that next level because he's directly responsible for everything else. As fans, fans are important. Fans are crucial. But all we've got to do is pay our money and turn up. And that's difficult for a lot of people because it's very expensive. But as fans, all we can do is, is turn up mm-hmm. and ideally make some noise rather than tut and moan. And don't wear red. And don't wear red. Those are four things you have to do. <laughs> it's fucking everywhere. It's getting so bad. So, <laughs> from his perspective, uh, and from my perspective, he's done enough now to be given a little bit more leeway by by the fans. And like I say, if January comes and we don't sign anyone else, if if actually, sorry, if the summer comes and we don't sign anyone else, or if we get to the end of January and we haven't found some sort of replacement for Harry Kane, then questions need to be asked. But there's still time. Yeah. Like, like, Wait and see, mm. because South End, South End United Football Club, mm-hmm. they conceded 101, 101 goals in the current year. Imagine the scenes when they kept a clean sheet. They won at the weekend, but they, they? yeah, but well but they they are currently projected to finish bottom behind Bolton, who started the season minus twelve. That's a club in fucking... Yeah. All we have to do is wait and see. And it might turn out if it doesn't. We've got the money and the size of the club to fix it. The Spurs have created a situation, or Daniel Levy's created a situation, where we can never really regress that far. No. Because we've got too much money. 
Yeah. It's not fair on the other football clubs, but fuck them. So just give them a little bit more time before throwing them under the bus, I reckon. And and just finally, sorry, Rick, I know I've been going on bleating yeah. on, but he owns the football club. Like, you can't force him out. It's his. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go on, yeah, Rick. Um, it sounds to me like uh, you will fancy Daniel Levy. He's not going to shaggy me. Yeah. <laughs> he, he may now. After he may, that. actually. In, in all honesty, I completely agree with uh, everything that you're saying. And I, like, honestly, I think in this window, we will be looking for loans to cover injured players or just to get us through to, to the end of the year. And I think uh, from Mourinho's point of view, he wants to be given to, to the end of the season to assess exactly what it is that he needs. And come the summer, I'm hoping that we'll be able to put some big, big wedge down on like this defensive midfielder or this backup striker or you know, take our time and really pick out who we want instead of rushing in this window just to get someone in and paying 50 million for some fucking B-Tech Ben Teke or something like that. Well, isn't this... It ain't loan moves at the moment. Perfect. Yeah. Loan moves are exactly what we need. Yeah. We have an option to buy it. Uh, loan moves are an option to buy. I'm all with that. The, the, Jetson, the Jetson move makes sense. Young kid, loads of potential... Set set fee because if he comes to Tottenham and absolutely smashes it, we've already got we pay him, we pay them the money we've already agreed. Mm. Only thing I agree with most of what you said there, Flav. The only thing I would I'm just going to play devil's advocate no, here. No, no, just um, say what you actually feel. You said about long term building, long term future of the club, stadium, all of that's true. And then he hired a short term manager like Jose Mourinho. Yes, like with short term, he's going to do two years and then he's going to get sacked. Well, yeah. If he sees his contract out, it's a miracle. Yeah, it is a miracle. You're right. And if you get to... That, that's why if he's backed in the summer and he brings home a couple of trophies next year and then leaves, job done, right? Mm. Yeah. Or maybe the... We're not privy to the... Oh, I'm not... Yeah, you're right. He's... In three years, he could be gone. But definitely. But at the moment, you've got to stick to the plan. Mm. And loan moves at this juncture with an option to buy or just a loan move like... Like, just, just, just a quick thing before we move on. You look at the loan move. I, I think loan moves are perfect, perfect for the squad currently. And Jose Mourinho can properly identify his targets in the summer when pe- yeah. proper clubs buy it, right? But you look at how we behaved with Sebeos, mm-hmm. where they, we wanted an option to buy if it, if, if you know, if he, he was any good, yeah. Then we wanted to buy him, but Arsenal just. Bumped him to oh, we'll take him on loan. He hasn't played a fucking game. Mm. Yeah. So it's like it, it, I don't know. I just feel like we we actually are run by someone who knows what he's doing. It's just a little bit frustrating that he's not signing the players, but he may do in Jan uh, in August next year. So just give him the time. I think as well to go back to your point there as well, Cal. Like, like he could be gone in two to three years, and like you normally get managers in like like uh, Mourinho or whatever, and they sm- they smash all that cash. And they flopped. They go. The players that they've brought in are, you know, were there for him and stuff like that, or, or, or whatever. But then that that fallback on, we can't get a higher caliber as managers, mm-hmm. Mourinho. Um, so that the players that we've got are on huge wages now, and like we're we're a bit stuck. But if we didn't have that infrastructure in place with the big stadium and training facilities and everything for for someone to come in, we're still going to be getting. We're still going to be able to pay their wages. We're still going to be able to act how we were acting before so I think it's it, it is important that that groundwork um, is there 
uh, whether or not he he is a success or not. If he does, if he does go and he's brought in loads of players, then you know we we do we we still be a stable club because it's it's run well. And yeah, I, I get people's frustrations about uh, the past couple of uh, seasons where we haven't signed anyone, and it's mental. It really is mental that we didn't, and we are now. Uh, see, seeing the kind of uh, the the reasons why we should have bought someone, uh, mm. any anyone in loads of positions. But there are reasons why we didn't. Yeah, there That's are. There the are thing. exactly. It uh, wasn't so, so just I get an unwillingness to spend. Yeah. It was we couldn't. Yeah, I think there's some truth to saying that it was probably down to Pochettino as it was down to Levy. Pochettino probably there was probably players that he turned down. Yeah. Um, I, I think you know, and I think if we say this summer we would have. Because, you know, a lot of the time last season, you'd watch, especially in the second half of the season when we were really poor, Yeah, you, you would be there at the game or be sat home watching the game and you'd think, fuck's sake, we need four new full-backs, a central mid- two central midfielders and a striker. Yeah, You buy all of those in the summer, we, we would be where we are now. Because you can't buy that many players in the summer. Yeah. Look at like Fulham last year. I know we're obviously much better than Fulham, but Fulham they well, bought twelve players. Well, look at when we players. bought seven players. Yeah, after yeah. Bale, yeah. It doesn't work. You, it has to be gradual. And like Pochettino said, it is going to have to. We have going to suffer a bit mm. before it gets better. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tanganga started his third game in a week. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't something I'd expect to say when Jose Mourinho took over. No, it wasn't even part of our first team squad under Pochettino. He may have done a couple of League Cup games, maybe. Mm. Like as a sub or something, but I don't think he's a solution long term. But fuck me, I mean he's he's done incredibly well playing in three different positions in three different games. Yeah, um, doing all right. Yeah, it's, I, it's a, what, what, yeah, what yeah, I, I think he's more than held his own. I think he's been I, I think he's been brilliant. Um, and you know, there, there, there's a couple of uh, minor mistakes. Uh, here and there, but uh, again, that, that that happens for most players during a game. Mad that it's like and, three, you, three times in a week, though. And yeah, it, it is. But I mean, um, again, it's kind of like Mourinho has identified that uh, lack of pace, athleticism uh, between our centre backs. Brought him in, trusted him, told you know, uh, you know, quite well in the air to say like believe in yourself and, uh, and everything. And the the guy is he's doing really well. And the thing is, like. When you bring uh, someone in, uh, like a, a kid in, into those uh, really highly pressurised um, Game, uh, g- games, it's you know, it can go either way. They they can uh, you know uh, step up or step up or go go into their shell yeah. and and like um, he the, the guy the guy stepped up mm. and uh, he's not he's not afraid to get put his foot in there or anything. Well, we conceded two goals in those three games. Yeah. Mm. So. And, you know, first clean sheet, as we said, away clean sheet for yep. the year. And he's just, I think he has no fear. He's just willing to play and yep. get going. And, and actually, he's, he's willingness to carry the ball. And, and against Watford, what was really mature is that he was playing on an unnatural side, you'd imagine. He's not left-footed, he's right-footed. Yep. I think the, the fact that Jose Mourinho has now recognised the fact that Vertonghen can't play that left-back role or left side of that three yep. anymore. And he's just, like you said, the... the Urgency and speed that he's yep. put in is kind of a, something very tangible that was missing. And the thing is, as well, like uh, like you were saying that um, he's not afraid to, to carry the ball forward, um, and he he's uh, he, he's really confident in himself, and and he'll try things. Um, and then on on the other side, when I see Cess uh, play, um, and I, I'm used to this marauding uh, player on the left side, uh, constantly attacking uh, players. Um, 
when he's been uh, at Spurs in his games, he's been very cautious and like the ball comes to him, and he'll always go for the easy option. He he keeps the ball, passes it back. Um, he, he's he's been decent in that respect, but that that confidence and I expect it, it will grow as the games grow and he takes someone on. He gets that feeling like yeah, just fucking skin well, that geezer against Burrow, and yeah. he'll keep going and keep going and, and that will build. But from this young lad that you know has come out of nowhere, not come out of nowhere, but um, he's, he's been thrown in at the deep end. Um, and like already like three games in, and he's you know like carrying the ball forward and he's going for those tackles and. I think he's just uh, he's he's done really well. Carl, if next in the next game, who are you playing next? Norwich or against Southampton? Yeah, Southampton, yeah. Right, if he started, you'd have no issue, right? No, not at all. Which is incredible to no. go from under twenty three's development squad to us going, yeah, go and play. Yeah, he's massive, and I feel like you know it has it smacks of Ryan Mason and Benzelev being dropped in. Mm. Yeah, mm. like Jay Zermino's looked at him and for in training and thought. <laughs> There is no problem with this kid going in there. There was a time, right, when uh, I saw like Bentaleb and uh, Mason in the middle, yeah. and I was just like, "How has this happened? Like, this is what we're relying on." And then, like, fast forward five games, we cannot go a game without these. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. just like yeah. this is like, it's so funny how football can turn so quickly, and how players can either uh, excel or, or fade. And after a few games, knock of confidence. After a few games, uh, you know, that that built of confidence, and it's just. It's amazing to it's amazing to see. I, I I genuinely think like my my lasting thought over these last kind of week week or two is that we Jose Mourinho and Sacramento are slowly building on moving towards a tactic that they want to play, mm. and it will be a gradual process, and we will get there. That it just all, all the little tweets like Tanganga playing isn't a, just a, a mistake. Jose Mourinho didn't just go. Uh, let's just give him a go. Yeah. He's like he understands, he's seen his attributes, and I'm guessing here, right? Mm. He's seen his attributes and understands how that could be a value to a team that was shipping goals. Mm. Yeah, and it's encouraging to see Tanganga playing three games in a week isn't about him having a good game against Liverpool. Surprisingly, mm. oh, let's give him another chance, another few chances. It's about the coaching team seeing his attributes and thinking this can solve a problem with, for, for us. And then on the flip side, towards the end of his tenure, like Poch, uh, there, there were the same mistakes happening in the same positions, but he was quite uh, adamant that that player was gonna, would play through it. And even though that he, he was reluctant to change it, but then in every other game, we'd be, you know, uh, there'd be wholesale changes and, and different formations that would be happening uh, two or three times during the game where Mourinho has, has kind of stuck to um, how, how he's going to play and uh, he's, he's brought he's seen this lad and he, tricky, and he's, and he thinks uh, yeah. he can do a job for what, what he needs at that time which yeah. is uh, encouraging to see yeah, it is it is um, Hugo Lloris has returned to training it's mooted that he'll be available in February does he walk straight into the team Cal no, I don't think so. Other than the Chelsea game, to correct me if I'm wrong, the Chelsea game he had, Gazaniga had a shocker, didn't he? Yeah. When he fucking yeah. tried to scissor kick. When he tried to, was it? Tommy oh, yeah, that's right. He tried to scissor kick him, and it was uh, that game he had an absolute shocker in. But yeah, other than that, Gazaniga was, he's been all right. And there was, was, a, there was a moment where he, against Leicester where he spilled the ball and they scored a goal, but it yes. was offside. Yeah. But yeah. 
by and large, he's been pretty reliable. There's mm. been a couple of couple of uh, goals we've conceded where I felt he should have done better. Mm. But um, Middlesbrough the other day. Yes. Yeah, and then there was uh, there was another one. Who's, I can't even fucking remember. Doesn't matter. He's, he, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he I think he got down too late, or he, he could put a stronger hand on it. Um, but uh, you say that, and then on the flip side, uh, Lloris is you know he's got a catalogue of that that shit. He literally threw the, the ball into his own net in the last game against Brighton. Yeah. One where he broke his elbows. He literally and took then, it, and his, his decision as a, as a senior World Cup winning goalkeeper was just to throw it to Conor. Yeah. Um, and then Aston Villa. Yeah. The so we see against Aston Villa was I, shocking. What I'm saying is, I don't think Gazaniga has conceded or, or created more errors than Hugo Lloris has. Mm. Yeah. Although Hugo Hugo Lloris has kind of you know been been around for a lot longer. Yeah. What I would say about Gazaniga, right, whether he gets in or not, he joined us as a third string goalkeeper from Southampton on a free. Yeah. And lad, I uh, I used to work with as a Chelsea fan, but from Southampton, all his mates are Southampton. Um, they thought Gazaniga was the worst goalkeeper they'd ever seen <laughs> at their football club. Wow! He was the third choice at Southampton. Played a game in the fucking League Cup, threw it in the net. He, ca- <laughs> he came to us and really has. Even if, if he's a limited goalkeeper, he's been playing out of his skin. It's just. St- Stood up to the plate and done the best he can in absence of our World Cup winning goalkeeper being that injured. Can't ask for any more. Um, I've got these uh, visions of like someone blasting the ball at Larice and his arm just folding <laughs> backwards because <laughs> of his elbows. Fuck yeah. no, that's it. He's done. He's just yeah. gonna just gonna fold up yeah. into every time. But also, so I'm quite interested. Is the right word interested or nervous? I'm not sure. But um, the way we used to play play out from the back and Lloris would have it and then he'd pass to Toby but now we're like shifting the ball up yeah. quite early yeah. and Lloris and his kicking don't know what's going to happen mm. well definitely I mean if we're playing out from the back it's definitely an issue yeah, <laughs> if yeah, all yeah. he's got to do is punt it long then yeah, hopefully yeah. I don't know be... I think it's going to go out a lot yeah it's funny about Jose Mourinho do you reckon he was like when he had the 11 months off and everyone was started playing out from the back he's looking at going I don't, I don't understand what everyone's doing. Yeah. I do not... What is playing out from the back bollocks? I don't understand. Um, weird, I had a weird situation. I'm not name-dropping here. It's like, what, I didn't really name, but I, I did an interview with... Is it Le Quip? Yeah, Le yeah. It's a, the French... French, yeah. yeah. It was in the newspaper. And he was... Is the, it? The geezer was asking me to, like, tactical stuff, and I was like, it's too big an opportunity to say I don't know enough about tactics. I just right. tried my best to... To play it, yeah. Nice. Um... And I think a lot of our conversation was about the lack of possession football that we played under Jose Mourinho and why Deli Ali may have started well but as as forward and all that kind of shit. I don't know, I can't really remember what I said. But the but the kicking out from the back is so much more it's such a stress free experience. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Like my dad is over the moon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 there, there are times where I'm like, I understood it and I understand what we were trying to do. But it was stuff horrible. Like but it's just like, mate, just fucking put your foot for it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you've just no, got to lever it. All the time. Just get it long. Yeah. I, 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 I hated the playing out, especially against a really good team because obviously these managers committed to their style of play now. Yeah. And against a really good team like Liverpool, Man City, and even like Arsenal was the worst. Because when they really started to press us, yeah. it was like, like this is. I understand what we're trying to do. We're trying to progress. Don't be progressive. Let's go back to the seventies just for a second yeah. and alleviate all of our fucking hearts. Because yeah. this is when Harry Kane was fit, and Harry Kane is quite good at holding the ball up. Mm. So 
And it's I think the players as well, I think it's actually taken them a little while to get used to having a right foot her. Because a lot of the time they'll pass it back and they'll pass it back to his left foot because Larice is left footed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what? they must be enjoying it having someone that can kick it a little bit. And I don't think Gazaniga is like a brilliant passer like Edison is at Man City. He's all right though. He's all right. Yeah. He's just a much better than Larice, and so he looks amazing. That's what I used to hate when when uh, teams would come come to us and go to us. It's yeah. like we press you, you don't press us. <laughs> don't press You're us. making me nervous. Get <laughs> the ball, someone do something. It was, it was terrible when a, a team that you considered to be shitting you started pressing you out. Yeah. Like, this is a disrespect here. Yeah. Wickham did it against us in the FA Cup. Oh, and we was that the 4-3 they, Yeah, they let us like fucking, one point, We they kept pressing our goal kicks and at one point we got away with one because the referee said, no, they didn't leave the box. Oh. And they were pressing the fuck out of us. So they didn't even know the rules and they were pressing us. Yeah. Stop it. pressing! Uh, one, one more thing before we break. Um, it, it's mooted that Harry Kane ain't going to be available till... He's not. He's in list of Euros yeah. through this surgery that he's had. Mm. I don't see it. I don't want... I'm fine with that, aren't you? I'm fine with that. Uh, what, that he misses the Euros? Yeah. Oh, God, like, yeah, I'm like fine if, with if that. If he's yeah. out and he's not going to play for us again this season, then definitely don't get him don't rush him back. No. This is Harry Kane. No, he'll be He's back. going to rub stem cells on his he'll hamstring. He'll be back by the end of March. He will be back. Yeah, yeah I, hope, I hope so. Just have a... What, be back? Yeah. No, don't worry. We need him just fresh, refreshed, start next season. Oh, I love him so much, man. Yeah. Yeah. We proper missed him. Yeah. I'm, getting, I'm sick of him. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, sick, I'm sick of all these goals. Sick of him playing beautiful balls. Breathe through your nose, you fucking freak. Yeah. I was thinking about... <laughs> ugly, I was thinking about him today. And, uh, you know, uh, I think this... I can't remember what tournament it was, but they were saying, like, what, what songs do you listen to? What songs do you and the boys listen to when you getting yourself up for the game whatever and it was that one kiss is all it takes <laughs> falling in love with me yeah, yeah. that one and uh, that came on in my uh, Spotify today and I was just thinking of Harry Kane because like he loves that song and it just he's in Marbella does he love that song? yeah that's what he said that's what, that's what the boys listen to ah. and uh, he's in Marbella he's got like these uh, co- coral trunks on. Oh, they, they rolled up. Aviators rolled up. Yeah. He, he's got he's got some banter on him, but tasteful banter. Doesn't no. push it too far. No. I was just thinking, I just want him back. Just be back. I love you, Kane. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Norwich game of the weekend. Uh, no, fuck Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realise. I actually had no idea. I thought uh, Southampton was uh, isn't it? Game, but it ain't Norwich. Um, got to win that one, we. Yeah. Be nice to just win the league game. Yeah, just play well, win convincingly, get the mood back up, mm. go to Southampton the FA Cup, dip them. Who have we got after that? Oh, Man City. Shit. Why? Why can't I just fuck off to late ages ago? Like just fuck, just fuck that one off. Yeah, I'm not. It's at home, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, what? That doesn't yeah, matter. It does. Yeah. Sit, sit you on that anymore. Well, you're dickum. Yeah, mate. So we, we were talking yeah. about we were talking about this on WhatsApp when I was on the train earlier. Like, there are a lot of teams faltering at the moment. Yeah, City are. are faltering, Leicester are faltering. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea. Chelsea are, Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, Wolves are still doing all right. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, the rules of the game suggest that Wolves won't do anything other than seventh. Yeah. I think, optimistically, yeah. Spurs could finish second. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Putting what, the pressure on. What are we, seven points behind Chelsea? I think we're five. No, no I don't know. No, I, don't, oh, no, I, don't, I think it's eight. I think it's eight. Eight yeah, points yeah. by Chelsea. I think so. That yeah. seems like a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Is it? Eight. Yeah. We can catch them. Eight, seven, whatever it is, we can catch them. 
And I, let me just check. I've got it here. 31, Leicester on, uh, Chelsea on 39. Yeah. All right, so we can catch them. Yeah, of course we can we catch can them. Put a rat, like, these little green shoots I keep talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Soon they're going to flower. It's spring. Yeah. All right, daffodils are coming up yeah. shortly. Yeah. Uh, not too early. I always worry when they come out in January. Wait, way too soon. Um, but, you yeah. know, global warming is what it is. And uh, look, if nothing else comes from global warming or if we all burn to death in a couple of years, at least the daffodils are coming up, you know, sooner yeah. than, than, than we hope they would. <laughs> but these green shoots could turn into flowers soon. Mm. And if they do and we suddenly start playing, then the top four is on, boys. Yeah. Is that madness? Nah. Nah. Mm. Like, like you're saying, it, it takes a couple of uh, teams to start faltering. It takes a couple of wins. You, you get your, uh, your momentum, confidence... Seeing the other people, they start to stutter. They start to look over their shoulder. We could, we we we, we could do it. Cal, we what if we if we, we, if we beat we beat Norwich, mm-hmm. right? And you know, forget the, the FA Cup for a second. Yep. And then, if we somehow beat Man City, yeah, Jose Mourinho has a great track record and turn, like, flipping the odds on their head. Mm. Imagine the mood around the football club then. Mm. All, it's, all we're waiting for, all it would take for a club like ours, with the potential that we've got. It wouldn't take much more than a couple no. of wins in the league. Well, it happened. It happened when he first took over. We won like three, four games. We were right up Chelsea's ass, and then we lost the Chelsea game, and it's kind of gone off a cliff since then. But yeah. there's nothing, you know. If we do sign a striker in January, I think that's really important. If we sign a striker before the end of January, we could. We have the players, you know. Ndombele's back in training. Lloris is back in training. You know, if we can, if we can keep Ndombele fit until the end of the season, and sign a striker that could chip in ten goals. Anything could happen. Yeah, we could get Any, back in it again. And Chelsea can't win a home game. The car, yeah. Anyone know where Davies is? He's, he's nearly back. Is he nearly back. Is he training? Feels right? like it's important, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, another body in there. <laughs> and 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 a, a body that was doing really doing bits. Like it was doing yeah. more than just breathing and eating. When, I like Davies, man. I like him. Yeah, and that role is perfect for him. Exactly. Yeah. Very sensible with the ball. Yeah. Very very sensible. Exactly. Yeah. Not, uh, not much wastage. No, and and you know we don't we don't like wastage. No, we don't. Um, news and articles, <laughs> shit that's going on in the uh, the world of football surrounding Tottenham. I've had a little look for these, and I feel like we're going to struggle to answer a couple of them. Okay, uh, all right, but we'll give it a go. Uh, Telegraph Sport. They say Leicester are braced for interest from THFC for on loan striker Islam Slimani. Why would they be braced for that? They're panicking. Yeah. They're worried. But he's on loan elsewhere. I know. They don't rate him. But it's out there, they're braced. He's at, he's, at, he's at Monaco, I think. Yeah, he is, yeah. So what are they braced for? The offer. Yeah. Because what might happen? Yeah. They can't turn it down. I feel like we're criticising the headline. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, and see, uh, maybe you wrote this. That's what you took from it. Maybe Leicester ain't braced, but yeah, you think yeah. they are. Hmm. It's funny when you the language around transfers, isn't it? War chest, fifty million pound war chest. Yeah, I, I always think of war chest as well. Like I don't know why I think of it. It's like a a pirate's chest yeah. with coins. Like coins yeah, you can't yeah. even use these days. Yeah. They're shit. They're shit. All yeah. fucking dented in Lumps there. of gold. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is what I'm yeah. always. <laughs> Put a fucking Mourinho in it. Put on the back of the sun with a fucking pirate. Another, uh, another one is swoop. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah. think about it when you were 12, right? And you got oh, the fucking... When you got the When you got the back of the newspaper and you believed everything that was in those newspapers. Mm. Yeah. And it was like, Tottenham have £20 million war chest. They're ready to swoop. Yeah. And Andy fucking so Sinton. You're like, come on! You get so excited. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this a bit on the... We did a Skype pod last week and it was a little bit like, I fucking hate doing pods. I don't mind them, <laughs> but it's just a faff and they can't flow properly and... But we thought because I was in, I was in, I was at home for the entire week. Essentially, we had to do something. But we did talk about a, um, we talked about the lack of excitement that you get from signings these days. Yeah. Because everybody mm. knows so much more. You, you, like everybody's really well versed in the game. There's so much football content on Twitter. It's just constant barrage. Every game is shown live. Amazon have every fucking game. You don't miss a minute of it. So the kind of magic of football is gone because we've seen it for what it is. Yeah. So when Gedson Fernandez signed for Tottenham, it was just like all I heard was about his limitations as a footballer. Yeah. yeah. Twenty years ago, I'd be like, fucking Gedson Fernandez. Ben Faker. Ben Faker. Six million. Twenty years ago, it would have been. Teletext. Yeah. Uh, Tottenham to sign uh, Ben. Uh, Tottenham ben to sign Port- Portuguese Starlet. Starlet. Oh, oh, oh my God. When, when you get Starlet. Madness. Wonder Kid. Wonder, Wonder Kid is it the Starlet is the yeah, one. Starlet I, mean, I can one. see it on Teletext yeah. right now. Tottenham to sign Benfica Starlet. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now it's just like, oh, he's fucking, we've signed this gear. Well, what is he? Yeah. No, he's, he's not. He's only played two games. It's, uh, I remember when um, young... Poi Lee, is that right? Yeah. The young Poi. Oh, now you go, yeah, it, yeah, they do it the other way, yeah. What do you mean they? Like, I think it's because <laughs> Koreans, they swap the names, don't they? What, and you just think of Koreans as they? Yeah, well, yeah. There are people of their own... Well, that's what I'm saying, like, Koreans, they swap the names around. Just stop being racist on that show. Right? <laughs> uh, I can't help it. <laughs> I am a racist. The <laughs> uh, young Poi. Poi. He, uh, I remember um, it was back in the early days of YouTube and we designed this geezer from PSV. And finding a very... What we see now is uh, Gedson Fernandez skills, tricks and goals. Or yeah. skills, assists and goals. Welcome to Tottenham, right? Yeah. That's what you get on YouTube and there's tons of footage and you can find out about any player. Back then, it was a very grainy, horrible little YouTube video. It was about two minutes of him playing for PSE. Mm. And I was like, this geezer's a player. And yeah. I was excited. Turns out he weren't that. He was like pretty average and... About where we were as a football club back then. Yeah. But I had that moment of excitement and it was enjoyable. Um, and like nowadays, like you say, like if we're linked with someone and I don't really know a lot about them, YouTube. YouTube, that scout report. Yeah. Does that, I like their little music they have as yeah. well. Go in there, have, have a little mooch, and uh, nah, I don't like him. Yeah, yeah, fuck don't him, like him Yeah, yeah. Nah. There was, so back in the day when we signed Raziak, uh, there was a compilation of his goals. <laughs> With like some aggressive sort of Russian techno house music. Nice. Nice. Uh, watching it, you're thinking, Raziak is a player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's doing bits, isn't he? It, look, the thing is, when we sign, it, we can't change whether or not he's going to be a success. Yeah. Any player is going to be a, a, a success. Why can't we go back to the days where, even if he's shit, just be a, like, like, I enjoy being excited. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. want to not. Be educated all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, ignorance sometimes is bliss. Most yeah, of the time. Yeah. Like, even if Gedson Fernandez is awful, at least I've had that two weeks of thinking he's going to be mm. Michael Wessian. Yeah. 
He was all right. He was all right on Saturday. Yeah, he, did, he, did he, right when he, he looked a little bit weird when he first started. When he first came on, he was running a bit weird. And I thought you can't run, mate. And then <laughs> you're right. And oh, then oh, you're right. Yeah, I was like, you're right. So if like, you was with him in the room, you'd be like, you'd be like, you're right. You mate. okay? You're walking a bit weird. <laughs> like, but then after a couple of minutes, he was like, fucking hell. He had a little burst through, and I thought, yeah, oh, son, he's yeah, gonna do something. Yeah. Make yourself a hero. Make yourself famous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he looks all right. He did look alright. Yeah, 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 he had some nice touches and he looked sharp. And so, yeah, yeah. without Twitter right now, we'd be going, this kid, yeah, he's, yeah. Here. he's a proper wonder kid. Yeah, but we got Twitter and we all read it all the time. <sighs> yeah, uh, Slimani, um, do, do, doesn't, doesn't, uh, don't, mean, don't feel anything. No, no. I mean, even back in the day, if we'd have been linked with him, I'd be like, I'm not excited. And I know, like, there. When he was signed, so I think he signed just after they won the league, mm. and he was touted like to be a very good striker. Mm. Just don't want him. Nah. I, I don't want to loan. I don't want to loan a player from another English club because I feel like them. I feel like we're beholden to them, and I feel like they're mugging us off. Like we're having to loan a player from Leicester. Yeah, but they're braced. Really? They're braced. I know they're braced, but. <laughs> But then I think as well, like if you're loaning, uh, if you're loaning uh, a player from another Premier League club, why, why haven't they done it for them? Yeah. Mm. So like, fuck them. Yeah. All right. So, so is that a no? That's a no oh, from me. All right. Fair enough. No one from Telegraph Sports. So Spurs reference. Spurs reference to so, to a. So, sorry. Spurs reference is to preference. Spurs preference. It does say reference. Yeah, it, it does say reference. Right. Okay. Spurs preference is to sign a striker on loan, and one that can play as a target man. Well. <laughs> Well, oh, fuck me. That was a new story. I know. Mourinho's getting paid £15 million a year to, to work that one out. Wow. <laughs> Would you have kept Lorente? Yeah. I'd have kept Lorente. Uh, I yeah, love Lorente. Now, now, yeah. Even still. Yeah. Because it's like, he's he's not what we need. He's not versatile enough. He's not mobile enough. Done a job. But he did a job. He mm. did a job. We got us a Ball stuck. Final. Yeah. Ball stuck. Champions League final. That's yeah. it. Got us there. Um, this one hasn't been credited so we just think that T made this one up. Uh, PSG sporting director Leonardo says Tottenham Hotspur target Edison Cavani has handed in a transfer request. Oh, we were hoping he would stay with the club, but today, Sunday, he has asked to leave. And that that would be some statement. Mm. Um, He's like 33? Yeah, but... I don't care. I want him. He, would he... Like, yeah. firstly... This stitched on Man United. Rashford's gone. Yeah. You know he's going to end up at Cavani. But imagine United... Would you, uh, hang on, what do you mean Rashford's gone? He's done his back. He's, he's out for like three months. He's fucked. He's got a double stress factor. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's guide. He's guide. Oh, shit. Tell her. Tell her. Oh, mate, I did not know that. I mean, I don't mean to laugh at a young man's injury, yeah. but No, but like, him. yeah, yeah, I did, I did not know that. Oh, shizzle. Really wanted to call him Christopher Reeves, but kind of held it back. He died. He did die. In and a that was sad. Accident. Yeah. I always thought he was overrated at Superman. Did you? Yeah, well, Superman's a tough role. Yeah, he's a yeah, tough Because it's so weird, isn't it? Mm. Superman. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, the, um, the Cavani, uh, yeah, he'd be perfect, but he's not going to come on loan. Or if he did, like six months of Cavani up front, he does waste chances, though. Mm. What am I talking about? Like, I'd definitely take... Oh, my <laughs> God, yes. Of course. Oh, my God, yes. Rick, do you remember what the old days of uh, the Fighting Cock where we were linked with um, Angelotti? And, like, I don't know if you... It, most of the people listening to this probably won't remember yeah. how you reacted to it. Yeah. But the idea of us getting Angelotti was hysterical to you because... It was, because... We it, weren't that club. No, no, no. He was so far out of our... Yeah. This was probably around, like, just after Chelsea times, wasn't it? 
where he uh, nearly won the league with Chelsea. Yeah, think. maybe, maybe. Um, he's then gone to Everton. Like, I, can't, I can't believe it. <laughs> I, I literally can't believe it. What a fucking signing for Everton. There's like, well, is it? Because I feel like there's like a clutch of managers that are just like, at the they're like the end of a good fart, aren't they? They're like, they're just, oh, I'll go to Everton, yeah. What is it? Everton. Is that fo- that's a football club. Where do they live? Where do, where do they live? Uh, north of England. How much are they paying? They'll pay you five million pound a year. Do I, do, I have to, do I have to win anything? Not really. You just got to make them a bit better than what they are. Oh, fuck it. All right, go on then. Like I, I, mm. I need, I need another five million for us. That, that's the, that, that's what it smells of. No, I mean, like it, it, it might be. I mean, but the pedigree and the clubs he's managed and the, the trophies he's won. Is, is incredible. Yeah, but Capello, the same thing about Capello, and then he just literally fell off a cliff. Yeah, that's true. The only worry is, is, is Jose Mourinho that time. Has he, has, has he done all he can do, and now he's come to a club, but he finally can't win a trophy with? Yeah. <laughs> that, would, that, that would be Tottenham. That, yeah. that would be Tottenham. It'd be yeah. tough to deal with. Yeah, it would. Yeah. All right, next one. Uh, so we're all saying, yeah, Cavani's... Yeah, the, yeah of hell course, yeah. Of course. It's just that if he's not going to sign... I don't think he would sign a contract knowing that Harry Kane will be back either the end of the season or, or, or next. Yeah. So he's not going to sign an 18-month deal. And if he did, the cost. Like he's 33, he wants one more big payday, it'd be 200 grand a week, mm. which he probably isn't worth. At best, pay a big loan fee for him, 10 mil, yeah. get him on to the end of the season, PSG cover part of his wages, see what happens from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um... To, uh, this is from Lequip. These are my boys. Yeah, yeah. boys. Yeah, is yeah. that how you say it? Yeah. Uh, Tottenham have made an offer to sign twenty-year-old Lil midfielder. Oh man, fuck's sake! Bubakari Samari. <laughs> Not bad. Although the player is reluctant to leave this January. Never heard of him. Summer. You've never heard of him, Cal? I read a little bit on Twitter about him that he's not the kind of midfielder that we want, i.e. a tackler. He's, I know, I'm sorry. Not you, no, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. He's kind of Sissoko-ish, like Jensen. We've got one. We've got two. Yeah, it's nonsense. But Lille seems to be, they sound like they're going to be our feeder club. Well, Sacramento knows all about him. We've we've taken their entire coaching staff, haven't we? Yeah. We're supposed to be taking a director of football. Fucking get them all. We'll take them all. Players, fans, get them all. Yeah. I heard them up, like... Refugees and just fucking throw them into Tottenham. I think it was uh, you that were talking about. Uh, I can't remember if it was Noah's Barn or whether it was uh, the normal pod. Um, but uh, you were saying about. Um, I think it was. Uh, was it Klopp or uh, that um, that one of the coaches they had was obsessed with game press? Yeah. And that, that they, was they, a... they wanted to. They, they wanted more than that, so they got rid and brought brought a whole new kind of coaching staff in behind mm. and listening to that kind of um it's like like we are linked with this is his name louis campo um, yeah. the, the little director of football whatever yeah. but like if you if you keep going to teams and you you bring in the same players and the same uh, same coaching staff and the same mentality like yeah, does it, it ever change does it ever evolve exactly which it doesn't worry me but it's just like it is a bit of a yeah so so liverpool Basically, so people won't they won't know because this this came as a part of a preview uh, podcast we did with uh, Chris Pajak from Redman TV when we were previewing the Liverpool Tottenham game. Ah, that was that's it. what it was. And uh, so I asked whether or not the Liverpool's transition from being a decent club like Spurs 
were when we were going for the league to becoming title challengers was it any more than Van Dyke and Alisson signing? And he said at the exact same time, there was a guy that Klopp worked with, he's number two, he was with him from Mainz, Dortmund and yeah. Liverpool. And they created, I don't know if they created the term Gagan Press, but they certainly adopted it as a part of their their rise to the successes they had at both Mainz, Dortmund and Liverpool. And then it came to a point where Klopp thought, this isn't going to take us to the next step. We need to, to find new ways of playing. And the the other guy who had helped create this was like, no, this is how we achieve what we're going to achieve. So they, they split ways and the other geezer went where they went and Klopp brought two other people in. So I guess the it's that kind of cliche is what got you here won't get you there. Yeah. And the fact that Jose Mourinho has brought in a team of people that are highly ra- ra- rated from Lille to give him new ideas and the, yeah. the, the relationship between him and Sacramento on the touchline seems very positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very receptive that a new way of playing for Jose Mourinho might be on the, the um, on the horizon. And again, green shoots. Yeah. Springtime. Maybe maybe it's all coming to, to fruition. But I don't know who this geezer is. Um, yeah. But I'd imagine if he's 20 years old and Sacramento knows a bit about him, that he must be all right. Uh, there's a, there's another source. Cal, read that. Uh, Spurs head scouts. No, not that. that, that read the source. Oh, Calcio Cal- Mercato. Yeah, where's that from? Italy. <laughs> it sounds a bit olive oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it's South America. Well, it's about Juve and Palma, so yeah. Nah, that's the Italian man. Yeah. Right, fine, whatever. Spurs had scouts at the Juve and the Palma game. We thought to be looking at Rabio and uh, Bernadeschi. Not bad. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, Rabio just literally just left. Ra- Rabio is gonna. We're gonna be living with him forever. 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 Yeah. forever. He literally signed from this year. Nonsense. I don't know. I, I've got nothing to say to that. Nonsense. We've got questions, uh, and and thanks T for putting that together because that was quite dismissive of me. But um, you know, like no our limitations is what I would say. <laughs> uh, questions from cannot cope on Twitter. He says, which member of the pod would be best at putting in a studs up challenge and getting away with it? Windy. I would have gone for uh, Windy or myself. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. Alex is going to be spitting feathers right he now. Wouldn't get he away he wouldn't it. get away with it. He's a Thomas Graveson. He's, he, he'd be the first one you'd book. <laughs> or because he's bald. Yeah, because he's bald and he's short and he's angry. He'd make sure, he would show you that, that that's what he's doing. Yeah. Right, fair I, enough. I, I'm going to start up a reducer. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. Windy would, like, kick someone in the Achilles and get away with it. There is, that, there is always that like, quiet geezer on a football pitch or five sides, like, quite nasty. Yeah. Uh, yours would be about lack of technique, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, mine would be uh, off the ball challenge. Sorry, like, like, oh, like, off the ball. Yeah, rake, yeah. rake, rake down the calf and yeah. be like, oh, "Mate, I'm so sorry. I didn't yeah. know you were there." Like, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I just turned, and uh, as they're on the floor, then I'd look and do, do like a little Jose wink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second question from Problem Addicted. He says, "I love Ndombele and think he will be, and think he will be unavailable if he can get healthy." Unbelievable. Unbelievable, sorry, sorry. Unbelievable if he can get healthy. In reality, he needs to man the fuck up and show he can hack it in the Premier League. Uh, what's the worst injury you fought through to play to be somewhere? Um, play or be somewhere? Uh, I don't think like man the fuck up is probably the right attitude when you've got Premier League football, league, football games to play. Yeah. Um, if he has an injury or he's um, 
at risk of injury, yeah. then that attitude probably won't help him in the long run. No. No. Talk! So, yeah, the latest 442 magazine is a Euro 96 special. Right. And they have an interview with Darren Anderton. Mm. Which is really good. It's really good. He proper piles off Southampton fans in it as well. It's really really funny. Right. Um, he said about he signed for him after because he was a South he was a Southampton fan as a kid. But he, he played for he came through Pompey. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he and uh, yeah, so he came through Pompey and then went to Tottenham for twelve years. And he said, he said, um, I played for twelve years for Tottenham. I could, if I would have played twelve years for Southampton, I wouldn't have had a good career as I had at Tottenham. And they know it. <laughs> Um, I just, oh, shit. Yeah, it, it was that, and they know it, which made me crack up. <laughs> um, but he talked about groin injuries, which is like what Ndombele's got. And he said he he had a torn groin when Christian Gross was there, mm. and Christian Gross kept wanting him to play. And there was a game where he sat on the bench. He, Christian Gross said to him, "All right, I'll put you on the bench this game. Just get on the bench." And he, and then the Arsenal game came round, and he goes, "I can't play today, Gaffer." And he goes, "I'll put you on the bench the other day, so you play today." And it turned out he had a torn groin and they scanned it and there was blood all on the inside of his legs. Oh, what, where Gross was trying to make him play? Trying to make him play. And he basically said Christian Gross was fucking useless. He proper, proper piled into Christian Gross. It was a really good interview. Well, this is the thing. And the reaction to Ndombele the other day saying that he, that he felt like... I can't remember what the actual crux of that conversation was, but apparently Jose Mourinho said that Ndombele said that he didn't feel fit. Mm. He felt like he was like going to tear something. Mm. And the game after he started for Spurs yeah. and here we are I mean I know he's on the brink of being fit again but someone who is injury prone especially to, to groin injuries they, they've got to be managed correctly and you've got to listen to the player so it's not a case of him being weak if he feels like he's going to be in, injury prone do we, not, do we want a player who's going to be available to us and we manage him correctly right now mm. or do we want to just fucking throw him, throw him in there and say man up no there's, there's there's a couple of things. Um, I remember when Wink, Winksy done his ankle and uh, he, his ankle was fucked. And I think I read something that Potter was saying you're always going to feel pain on that ankle. You just got to play through it because if it if it does get in your head, then it's the end of your career. So I don't know if if the pain's gone or Winksy plays through uh, that pain barrier, but because he he knows his ankle's fucked. So there is there is that thing of that. And then the second thing is as well with. Uh, not that I I agree with it at all. Um, where managers or yeah managers that will say things and do things um, publicly because they want uh, they they do it not to not to like shame the person but to to, to motivate and, and to get them out of their shell and to get them firing and fighting and and as a, a, a as an employee I, I you know I've had that done to me. Mm. I am the uh, the the employee of a Harry Redknapp arm around the shoulder. Oh, you've had a good game, and then like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. If someone says, "Mate, you were fucking shit, man!" Like you weren't running. Like, like what, why? Why am I even paying? Going it? back into your shell. Back into my shell, man. Mm. Yeah, I, and and a good manager will know who to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To that to I I think that. So to go back to that Pochettino point you made, that perhaps the ankle injury was healed. Yeah, doctors are cleared Harry Winks mm. to play, and that perhaps he was reserved in his psychological. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was worried yeah, about yeah. getting hurt again. Yeah, of course. So you can't go out and be a professional footballer, certainly at a level that we want to play out, and be worried about your body. You have to, if you're fit, yeah. you have to play in a way that you're never going to get injured again. Yeah. 
But there's always a risk. You've seen with, with Harry Kane, like all of his ankle injuries are about him being committed, yeah. forgetting the fact that they exist, because that, that's why he's been so successful, is because he's so strong-willed. But if you look at that challenge against Man City in the first leg of the quarterfinal of the Champions League last year, where he went in on Delph, was it? Yeah. Yep. Or Delph and on him. But yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. There's like a 50-50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was on the, uh, it was on the halfway line. We weren't going to win anything, but part of that desire meant it contributed to the fact that we we overcame yeah. against what was the best team in England at the time. Yeah. Um, it's that kind of... Yeah. That is an amazing result when you think... Fuck, like Fuck how good was the atmosphere that looked Oh, time. God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a risk and reward thing, but you you, you have to have your players playing at 100 percent when they are fit. You have yeah. to. And it turned out, and Dombele was right because Mourinho played him against Norwich away, and then two days later played him against Southampton. He's just come back from an injury, and he gets injured in the second game. He should never have played that second game. It was wrong. It was a bad decision on Mourinho's part to play him two games in that short space of time. Yeah, yeah. With a groin and now, injury. And now that groin injury looks looks bad. Yeah. yeah He's probably going to need surgery in the summer, but if he misses the Euros, it's well, not a bad thing. Just give him the surgery now. Just yeah. give it now. Just don't mm. worry about the rest of the season. Yeah. But we'll manage You don't want him to end up like Dembele, who was broken for the you know the last few years of his career. Oh, mm. and, and Dembele, and he was like the, the replacement for... Uh, for Dembele and again like scout reports and j- just seeing him gliding through people uh, and carrying the ball and stuff and I was like this is the player that, that we want mm. like we never really get what we want and we paid the money and we got him uh, yeah, it, and it was like a bit bit protracted but we got him and I was so excited I'm still so excited about him yeah. and I just think you know if you can if you can keep your fitness, uh, keep your shit together, and 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 just carry on, like I I like I really do feel that he is gonna be fucking mustard insane. Yeah. Just gotta get fit. You just you just gotta get there, man. Yeah, we have to find the right way to manage his. Yeah, yeah. And if we do that, he's gonna be an amazing footballer. Yeah, yeah. So excited. Uh, we've got one final question from Anonymous, but we're not going to ask, answer it here. We're going to answer it on No Holds Bars. Oh, oh, oh. That's I'm a fucking so banger as well, that I'm one. so excited about this question. Yeah, me too. Uh, I love this shit. Is this bad that we're saying you have to pay? Yes. No, no, uh, sorry. No, fuck you. Pay the money. This is going to be good. Well, the question is, if a girl you're seeing sleeps with someone else whilst you're not official, do I sack it off or not? And... That the problem with that is it fits so perfectly with No Holes Barred, which is the Patreon podcast that people have to pay for. We release on average about three podcasts a week behind the paywall, yeah. And No Holes Barred is a conversation outside of football about everyday stuff like this. Oh, I love it! So, yeah, no, fuck it. You, if, if you <laughs> if you want if you want to listen to this kind of podcast, which isn't about uh, football, then you can sign up to the Patreon, which is patreon.com, P A T R E O N, uh, dot com forward slash the fighting cock. Uh, it's seven dollars a month. Even if you sign up, dip your toe in, yeah, have, a, have a little go. You've got, you got a fucking shitload of back catalogue to catch up on as well. Well, there's, there's like 34 episodes of Noel's Bard, yeah, there's a opposite fan preview of every single, uh, uh, opposition we play, but unless it's sort of a weird little team like Muddersbrough and I can't find anyone. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, we're doing this right at the end where everybody who's 
is <laughs> really, really invested would have probably already become patron already um, yeah and there's other stuff as well there's, we did a five statements pod and uh, other shit anyway www.patreon.com forward slash the fighting cock and yeah you'll, you'll hear us answer this fucking question come on it's the fighting it's the fighting cock it's the fighting Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.